Hey guys, it's episode 161 of Glitch Free Gaming. I'm your host, Kieran, and with me as always, it's Paul. Hi, Paul. Hello. Hi. How's, how's things? Things are good. We skipped the yeas when Mike isn't here. Yeah, that just doesn't seem the same. <laughs> That's his thing. Can't just take that from him. Yeah, he's uh, he's off living it up in Essen. Yeah, he's doing the fun things like reporting in Germany on board games and, you know, <laughs> yeah, and beer. We're... We're here. Yeah, we're stuck doing the usual stuff. Next year, next year I'm going to go Essen, I think, maybe. Then I'll I'll be here hosting the podcast myself. <laughs> podcast from Germany. Call in. We do this over Skype anyway. What, what difference yeah. is having a couple of countries between us going to do? No distance. Take no distance with me. <laughs> can stop us podcasting. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> we should have tried to call Mike in, but he's busy uh, I, wouldn't want it, I wouldn't want us to call him if I was in Germany put it that way yeah yeah definitely so Paul what have you been playing um realistically not too much I've been playing the the same game I have been which is Madden which is, is really nice for chucking on and blasting about 15 minutes half an hour uh, in between writing coursework essays and stuff for uni it's good for just putting on clearing the brain, chilling a little bit and then getting back to work uh, when I've had time to delve into a game though, I'm actually got Deus Ex or Deus Ex Mankind Divided yeah, Deus Ex um, and I'm really, really enjoying it it's a lot like the last game I, I, had, I know you have it, but I don't know how much you've played uh, I've played past, I've played up to the point where you go to the Interpol station so like really near the start. Ah, okay. I'm I'm further than that. I'm yeah. a couple of I'm a couple of cases past. The, All right, okay. No, I'm I'm just after the train station stuff. No, no, I'm a couple of cases past that. I've done all the all the side missions and stuff before you even go there in your first area. Like I did all the side uh, stuff before. Do, do you want to know the reason I stopped playing it? It's a really stupid reason. But it was because I was playing through all those little side missions right at the start when you first get to uh, Prague. And yep. I was running around doing stuff, climbing up buildings, jumping about like a lunatic. And then they do the thing where they're like, oh no, we had to shut off all your powers so you can get all these upgrades and get all your powers back later. I was like, okay. And I didn't really sink in what that meant. So I went and just jumped off a fucking building afterwards and died. And I was like, that wouldn't, why'd that happen? I was jumping off buildings just a minute ago and I was fine. You know, because I didn't have the upgrade that lets you land properly when you jump off buildings anymore. So I uh, yeah, I've already <laughs> I've already got that back. I should I didn't realize it was a thing, so I didn't put it in with my first load of points. So I need to wait until I get another point so I can get it. Ah, uh, see, that was the 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 legs to be able to have, yeah, like the the Icarus stuff. Yeah, the Icarus landing stuff was one of the first things I took. I took that and I took the built-in rebreather so I could go into areas with gas. Yeah. Because that annoyed me in one of the first side missions where I couldn't go down into the area with gas. Yeah, I, I've forgotten what I did. I got, but I didn't get those and I regretted instantly because I jumped off a building and died. And then I took the eyes to be able to see think, people through walls. I think I took the eyes and I think I dumped everything else into hacking. See, I dumped like nothing into hacking and I put a lot of stuff into life and also the shell that makes me bulletproof. Oh, yeah, yeah, that thing. I tried yeah. to just avoid gunfights. Actually, stuff into it because now I, can, I can't remember the gunfights in the last one being as difficult as tough. I think they made them harder. And in the last one, they were hard and they did try to force the stealth element because that's what the game's about. I think it's a lot tougher in this one. Either that or I just have really vivid memories of run, the way running gun way I played the last one. Yeah. Um, so I've put a lot of points into the stealth skin that turns you invisible to be able to take people down while still in that skin and have it last longer. So I can now creep through a whole room without and take people out without ever dropping <laughs> without dropping that skin um, pretty, pretty handy yeah so that's where I've been dumping all my points it definitely seems like a good place to dump them uh, which becomes really handy in a later mission where you are infiltrating a place 
and it literally has about 20 guys and five of them are in hardened mech suits that you need to get past that does sound difficult um i did a lot of creeping through vents and a lot of walking past people in stealth mode <laughs> with, the, with invisibility skin on yeah i need to go back to it like i, I enjoyed what i played and it did just feel like more of the last game but i like the last game like it's not a bad thing yeah yeah just need to... um other things came out, you know, that sort of I, stuff. I like the whole racial thing with the, uh, you know, people who have mods versus people who don't. I like the idea of it, but I, again, I didn't play a massive amount of it still, I'm still very early, but I like, they, they didn't seem to do anything with it to start with. I remember what you had said um, when you were talking about it and saying it didn't really matter that much. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't early on in the game. It becomes a lot more integral later on true jensen doesn't seem to really get bothered by it but that's because he has a he's a special he has a special passport that lets him pass all the security checkpoints and stuff you see a lot of it being you see a lot of it against other people who have um augmentations and if you take the time to watch those interactions and look at them, it's very familiar to real life with racial tension. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you start picking up on that, it does kind of send a message kind of yeah. thing. Um, and you get the option to, do you want to help these people and piss off the police and make your own job harder? Yeah. Or do you not and make your own life easier? Yeah. It's just one of those things. It seems like a kind of weird time for it to be coming out and doing this stuff when I feel like other stuff is doing it better at the moment. And it has become such a big thing at the moment. Uh, Yeah, true. Things like Luke Cage just came out on Netflix. Luke Cage is just a fantastic example of that in its entirety. Yeah, it's like handles all that stuff perfectly. Mafia 3 just came out. It handles it so much better. Um, I've yet to play Mafia 3 and I really, really want to play it. Yeah, well, I'll talk about it when we get over to my stuff, but like yeah. it's it handles that racial inequality stuff in a a more personal way. Yeah, like it, yeah. you know, like it actually impacts the player in a lot of ways. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, so I've been playing that, thoroughly enjoying it. Graphically, it looks really nice. Um, does it look? I'm go- I'm gonna say, does it look? much better than the last one it looks less stylized than the first one i noticed the first yeah. one had that whole everything is black and gold kind of thing yeah it looks like it's I a really lot less liked. stylized and it's a lot more visually gritty like here you are in prague and it's run down and it's a slum yeah it almost reminded Versus... me of um the start of half-life 2 when you're in city 17 and everything's yeah like that yeah, yeah. Um, so you've got certain areas of Prague that are here's this area of Prague and it's a slum and then here's this area of Prague and this is where all the real people live and nobody bothers them and if they have augments nobody cares mm-hmm. um, showing you that you know the power comes with the money and the freedom comes with the money etc yeah just Which, like real life yeah exactly it's it handles some nice core content does it handle it the best we've ever seen? No. Definitely not. But it it handles it and it's you know, it's nice to see it handled yeah. in any way other like, you know, relative to where it is, it's nice to see it handled. So yeah, thoroughly enjoying it. I want it to be more running gunny. Uh I've put a lot of points also into gun stabilization to make it more running gunny but i don't think i'm gonna i don't think i'm gonna get it i didn't really get it with the i didn't really get it with the last one so i don't know what made me think i might get a bit more running gun in this but nah um but other you know for a a stealth game that i'm not really super fond of stealth games i'm really enjoying it yeah and that's pretty much all i've been playing because i was uh out working all weekend and amongst other stuff so yeah quiet week yeah very quiet uh, week well for games at least yeah 
well, yeah, for games. Plenty, <laughs> plenty of other stuff out with games. Real life getting in the way as always. As always, my man. What have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a few things actually, because like a bunch of games came out last week that I wanted, and I bought them all. Um, Must be nice. So one that been one for a while that went on PSN, uh, PSN sale recently was The Witness. Um, which was yeah. like a first-person puzzle game came out like May or June or something like that. Like earlier. Is that the year. one that was exclusive or released on Xbox One for a while? I don't think so. Was it? Is that? I think. Is that? Am I thinking of the wrong game? I think you're thinking of the wrong game. Are you thinking of I... Inside? No, no. I just I remember the name The Witness for some reason. So. Um. No, actually, it's your thing. It's the other way around. It was exclusive to PS4 in January. It only came out in Xbox uh, One in September. Okay, I knew there was something there. Yeah, it's the first person one where you're all the puzzles are these kind of little line puzzles. So yeah. You walk up to all these terminals, and there'll be a grid, and there'll be a start point and an end point, and you have to you know navigate a line through them. And to start with, it's really simple because it's just literally like I don't know, just move the line towards the end, straight line, done. And then later on, it starts slowly introducing things like there's black dots and white dots. Make sure your line separates the black dots from the white dots so none of them are touching anymore. All right, then, okay. Then get to the end. Um, Fair enough. And then I, I kind of don't want to go into any more because that's one of the really early ones they do. But there's so many puzzles and they all do some really cool things. And it has this really cool thing where there's no tutorials in that game or not like yeah. traditional tutorials there's no pop-up that says like this is how you do this puzzle we're adding this mechanic do this but it's adding new mechanics every time you do a new puzzle or at the very least like kind of the puzzles are separated into little areas of this island and generally they can revolve around one or two new mechanics and the way it introduces you to them is just it gives you a puzzle it's just like a really simple one to start with like the equivalent of that here's an end point here's a start point get from point A to point B but the simplest possible version of this new mechanic so alright okay uh, for example the the black and white dot thing I said the first yep. one I can't remember if I actually did but the first one might have just one black dot one white dot next to each other and you just have to put a line through it alright and when you get, if you get wrong it kind of flashes the one of the things on the screen to kind of give you a hint like this is this is focus on this like so if you just ignored both the dots and went straight to the end it would flash the black and white dots and be like fucking pay attention to these um nice so it's really good at just teaching you through solving the puzzles um and there's multiple times where i was playing it and i was just like oh fuck that's so smart like that's just Ah, uh, it is one of the smartest puzzle games I've played in a long time, and I finished the Talos Principle earlier this year. Like it's fucking amazing. It's also really pretty. Like it's got this kind of cool, cartoony art style to it, and you're kind of exploring this island. Um, yeah, yeah. It's all really nice. Um, I feel like I'm not remotely ever going to finish it because it's, it seems massive, um, but it's really good. Yeah, it. I'm trying to like from what you're saying. I do remember it, and it is something I meant to have played at some point, but I've just not got around to it. Yeah, and it. It definitely does. I'd probably get very pissed off at. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. that's definitely worth looking at. Um, I will definitely be kind of showing it to you guys at Game of the Year if you haven't played it before then, because I think it'll be a contender for a couple of categories. Oh yeah, that's um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, definitely need to do that. It's really good, really good. Um, other than that, I've been playing uh, Paper Mario Color Splash for the. Wii I U. have seen you post so much stuff about this on social media. It's really fucking good. For so the most part. much stuff. I don't post that much. <laughs> I've only posted one screenshot. But I want to post more. It's just so hard to post screenshots from the Wii U, um, because you have to like 
pause the well you can't don't pause the game you hit the home button you go to the meverse you post it to the meverse then you go to the meverse on the the internet on the website on the internet some fucking old person you go on the internet on the internet <laughs> on the internet and you go to the internet for the meverse um but it's like there's no the meverse on the web doesn't have all the features of the one on the wii u so yeah. there's no there's no like you can't just go where's my posts show me my posts the choices you have are basically just view all the posts for paper mario color splash and find your picture or you know don't yeah <laughs> so oh so you yeah. need to go through everything yeah, but yours is also going to be near the top because none of the me verses are all that busy. So, you know, it's not going to... No one... It'll be a couple of posts down at most because barely anyone is, you know... Alright, okay. So if that was a if that was an active community, then... Yeah, but... It might, it might hurt are, you. None of them are that active, so it's fine. Um, but anyway, the game itself... So it's not an RPG like the older Paper Mario games were. It's a uh, it's like this weird hybrid of RPG mechanics and kind of an adventure game. So you're going okay. around. You're going around. Uh, like there's this kind of old school Mario like o- overworld kind of thing, where there's a bunch of levels all connected by you know dots and lines and stuff like that. Yep. yep. And you're exploring, and basically just continue like going through this story that is uh, the idea is like Mario finds, uh, Mario gets given uh, sent a letter and when they unra- when they open the letter it turns out it's not actually a letter, it's a, it's a paper toad who has had all the colour sucked out of him and been posted to Mario so Mario all and right, Princess Peach okay. and stuff Mario and Princess Peach and stuff go to this place called the Prisma the Prisma something Oh, I forgot. Port Prisma. And it's like this big island that's, you know, bright and colourful and stuff like that. But then there's a bunch of spots that are all just white. And all the colour's been drained out of them. And then very quickly you get a hammer that lets you paint things again. And you're going around painting everything. And it's really good. It's kind of like Epic Mickey in a weird way. But, like, it plays a lot better. It does sound a bit like Epic Mickey. Yeah, just from, like, the painting standpoint. Um, you're not sucking paint out of things like you were in. Uh, Epic Mickey though um, yeah and then it's got like the kind of combat you'd expect from a Paper Mario game like that kind of turn based old school JRPG combat but where you've got some of the actions you can do when you do an attack okay um, only all of your attacks are now based on cards so you have like a deck of cards and you pick like one or two of them depending on how far you're in the game I assume you get more eventually um, and that's your kind of your attacks for this turn and you can fill them with paint to make them stronger all um, right okay it's a cool little system the one issue is that it can be a bit slow and that's kind of fine in general but it's not great when the combat doesn't really accomplish much like it's not there's no leveling up there's no experience so fighting enemies is kind of just using your cards up um, but then there's some rewards for it, like you get money for killing enemies, you get uh, more cards for killing enemies, and sometimes they're like rarer cards that are stronger. Um, and you also get upgrades for your hammer that let like, you carry more paint, so you can paint more things in. But all right, the main thing about this game that's so good is actually just the story and the writing, which is kind of weird coming for it like to a Nintendo game, but is one of the funniest games I've ever played like it is genuinely just so funny like the jokes are just on point everything about it is so good um but it's it does it sounds really good but I'll kind of want to maybe go and watch some of it on YouTube just to see what you're talking about jokes wise yeah yeah it's definitely worth taking a look at it like watch the intro or something like that there's just some really good stuff like just some good little one liners and stuff like that here and there where uh, one of the things that happens early on is uh, you go into an area and you find a house and the door has had the paint removed from it so the door won't open anymore because that's kind of the, the idea is that when colour is removed from things they don't work anymore 
so the okay. door doesn't work anymore so you paint the door and the door opens and then like 20 toads all come out but they'll just run away and then this one last toad kind of runs out afterwards and he's like oh we all ran into that little house to hide when the bad guys came and started stealing all the paint there was just 20 of us stuck in there for ages I think I need to leave <laughs> town now he got oh. weird <laughs> it's like oh okay great real good oh that's um, more information than I needed <laughs> exactly it's really good <laughs> um, and there's some like weirdly dark moments where there's like I bet where um, a bunch of enemies roll because it's every, the whole thing about Paper Mario is everything is kind of made of paper and cardboard and stuff like that and it's got a really it's for starters like this is the first one on the Wii U and it's the first time since the GameCube that there's been a Paper Mario kind of well, I guess there was one on the Wii but like there's not been anything on an HD system yet with you know the Paper Mario stuff yeah there's not and the closest thing to this art style that I can think of in another game would be Tearaway which looked great it looks but, fantastic. But this is like a whole nother level. Like it is so much nicer looking than Tearaway. Um, it just nails every bit of the aesthetic. But one of the things it does is there's this area where there's bad guys that roll up the road because it's just paper. So they roll up into a big thing and they kind of just block your way. And yeah. there's this toad that's really angry about it because he owned a coffee shop that was on that road and is now rolled up. So you fix it. <laughs> And you push the road back down, and the shy guys get stuck at the edge of it. And you can see it, like the bit of the road is just kind of flicked up a bit like that. And there's a bunch of shy guys under it, like trying to get out. And the toad is standing on top of it, jumping up and down. And he goes, Come and help me. Come come jump in this. And they jump on it, and he just fucking squishes them. And they all fucking just die. They explode, and it's gross, and it's like not gory, but it's like paint goes splatter everywhere. And it's like, Oh, that was fucked up. That oh my sounds- god. Yeah, that sounds not right. It's really good. Um, It has such a really good sense of humour about itself. Um, So yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, It's just really funny. Uh, The the combat's not amazing, but it's good enough. The, The world is beautiful and fun to explore. There's a bunch of cool, like, just moments and funny moments and stuff like that in it that is it's just worth it um it's one of my favorite wii u games now it's it's weird and a, a week that mafia 3 came out i've been playing way more of this um so yeah well, that yeah that stands to uh that stands to good reason for yeah paper definitely. mario so paper mario color splash it's really good um and then yeah the other thing i've been playing is mafia 3 there's not a surprise there at all so yeah like i said like so mafia 3 is set in i think it's like 68 or 69 um in you know the southern united states yeah and not quite louisiana but it's louisiana i think i don't think they ever actually call it by name because i think it's their own you know slightly modified city kind of thing yeah you know there's you there's the bios there's the there's a big city in the middle of it, and then there's a bunch of you know bios and swamps around the edge and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yep. and it's set, you know, in the late sixties where you know racial tensions are pretty high, especially in the south. Especially in the south, and you play as a black character, and man, they deal with that stuff like pretty fantastically, like they they make your it feel like your character is being discriminated against it is dark in its own way because well dark in every way but it's that thing where i felt like deus ex should have done because my yeah. issue with deus ex at least start with was that adam jensen is you know ostensibly one of these people that is being discriminated against but he's not really because he's the special one he's like the one that's all right um but this is just like, oh no, as far as most of the characters in this game are concerned, you're just another black guy. And um. there's things like, there's if you go down into the bios, there's a bunch of shops that have signs on the front of them that say, no coloured people. And if you okay. go inside, if you go inside, the owner will ask you to leave. And if you stand around for a little bit, it'll pop up saying that you're wanted for loitering and the shopkeeper will go and call the police on you and then the police will show up 
and will gun you down on the spot. Okay. And it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. Um, how how realistically hardcore does this game want to get? Yeah, there's things like, um, it's an open world game, so you can like wander around, and if when you pass police, they will keep an eye on you. In fact, there's a video going around of a police car following one of the players, like players playing this game. Like, so the areas, the game's kind of split into different areas. So, if you're in a poorer area, the police will take longer to respond to things, and you see a lot of police around in general. Um, whereas if you're in one of the kind of richer areas, the police will be a lot more discriminatory to you, and also they will clamp down on any law breaking to the point of like if you're speeding your car on the road they'll come after you um but again also they will just follow you around because your character's black and you know gotta keep an eye on them as far as police are concerned in louisiana in the late 60s it's fucked up um but it's really well done uh and that's just a tiny part of this game yeah, I really want to play it now. Yeah. I wanted to play it before, but I really want to play it just to get that feeling. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Um, and then the the other thing about it is just like it's an open world action game, kind of GTA ish. Um, shooting's really good. Driving's like really weighty and really like I, there's two driving modes: there's simulation and normal. Uh, I put it on simulation because I didn't really like how normal felt. And simulation gives you a bit more of a kind of weighty feel to your car, so you can kind of kick it around corners a lot better and just kind of like I, it weirdly reminds me of I bet if I played it it wouldn't play anything like it but it weirdly reminded me of like Driver San Francisco where it had all those 70s cars in it and it was you know like kind of pr- cop procedural thing where you're kind of taking all these wide handbrake turns around corners stuff like that and it's it feels like that and it's quite good um, nice but also the thing about it that kind of makes it a mafia game because the bit where I was worried about this game before it came out was that everything they showed about it was this open world stuff and Mafia 1 and 2 had an open world but it kind of wasn't they probably would have that... actually been better games without it like they yes. didn't really use it Um. so Mafia 3 uses open world a lot better but also it has like this really in-depth story as well and the style of the story is just like some of the best storytelling in games like I don't know how good it's going to be throughout the whole thing just in terms yeah. of the intro like I've not seen like a single person who's played the first hour of this game and not liked it I've seen a couple of people that have kind of dropped off very quickly afterwards because some of the mission design gets a bit repetitive but yep. to start with like that first hour everyone fucking loves it and the main reason is the storytelling stuff where they're using this style where everything is portrayed like a, a true crime documentary. So the game starts with like interviews with main characters like in modern times, like about, you know, forty years after the events of the game. Okay. So it's like older versions of these characters and then it's got like old kind of or, you know, obviously it's all in game stuff, so you know, kind of uh like courtroom stuff from presumably towards the end of the game after the events um, that is made look kind of old so it's like oh this documentary's got all this footage from you know the court stuff that was happening at the time and things like that um, and it goes it's just really well done it just feels like a really good kind of true crime documentary kind of thing um, I can't think of another game that's ever done something similar um, Yeah. never mind one that's pulled off this well so that's kind of the main reason I've been kind of sticking with it because like some of the gameplay does get a bit repetitive because a lot of it is split down to you like it's not spoilers because it was in all the trailers and stuff like that you're betrayed by the the mob the mafia very early yep. on and the game is you taking down the mafia or specifically the the branch that is in Louisiana or I forget what they actually call the say um and it's it's just like it's just a revenge story of you taking the city basically so most of the stuff is split into you go to an area talk with a guy there that will work for you and then you take down the the kind of scams and stuff like that that the local mafia are using to make money 
So you'll go and take down like their moonshine uh, distilleries yeah. and stuff like that. You'll yep. take out their enforcers that are defending them. You'll take out the the people that are smuggling them. You'll take out the vans that are smuggling them. You'll take out you know that stuff. And you do that so that you can claim that territory. But it's all very similar. It's all kind of that. Um, but it's also it's that thing where the combat's really good. It actually has really good stealth mechanics as well, which is really surprising. So you could actually like stealth your way through most of the areas, or because the shooting's really good, you could do what I do, which is you stealth kind of into the middle of the area, then just start gunning everyone down. Um, that sounds like me. Yeah. Um, so it's really good. I I definitely recommend it. Um, I'm gonna play more of it. Uh, yeah, and also the soundtrack is so good. It's again a bunch of you know period appropriate music a lot of rock music a lot of kind of you know country rock stuff yeah yeah you know the stuff you would expect kind of it's, it's very stereotypical in a lot of ways um expecting the, the south in the 60s exactly yeah um but it, it's really good so there's like a lot of rolling stones on it and stuff like that there's uh you know house of the rising sun uh, there's a couple of hendrix songs in there that kind of thing um, good but yeah, it's a really good soundtrack. To nice. the point where like I have driven to missions at some point and then just sat in the car outside the mission area till the song finished because like I'm listening to a song. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those. It's like I will listen to the end of uh, All Along the Watchers because it's a great song. Fuck it. It's maybe the most stereotypical song you could put in this you know, time period. Yeah, but it's still a great song. It's a great song. It is actually that is actually the song that plays on the start menu in this game. Oh, really? Which is insane. Like it is kind of like, oh okay, you just fucking went for it right away. You got it out right to start with because, you know, it's the song people you, expected. You got it out of the way. Yeah. Um it's also a great song. Um so yeah, Mafia Three. I definitely I'm definitely enjoying that. Nice. Um, and then I'm trying to think. I think I played other stuff, but the only other one that I can think of is yesterday I bought Hundred Foot Robot Golf, which you're attempting to get me to buy. Sort of. Yeah, I've not really played enough of it to tell. We'll play it split screen next time we're doing stuff. Maybe game of the year. Works which for is me. A few months away, so but it's close enough. We have to start planning it. What a fun time! Since you're Christmas, you don't even love Christmas. You just love Game of the Year. Uh, I do love Game of the Year. It's a lot of fun. Mainly just because, like, not even for the podcast part of it, but just for the me, you, and Mike having a big old game day. We don't get to that very much. We don't. We don't anymore. Yeah. I don't know. We need to do a Thanksgiving type thing again. That's always where that's the best. That and God, that, year. I don't know if I could handle 24 hours of gaming anymore. Oh, I'll be either. Working full time has ruined me. It's destroyed me. Sick, sick Kids Save Point is coming up this month, and I just I thought about it and I went, I have the time to be able to do that, but I don't know if I could manage it anymore. Yeah, I can't take the time off work at the moment to, like, to, to recover. <laughs> I could do it on a weekend, but then what? I'd be fucking dead on Monday. Um, but yeah, so. Whatever I was talking about. 100 foot robot golf. 100 foot robot golf. I played a couple of the first couple of story missions because um, it has like a full campaign. Uh, the campaign is done in a really weird like anime style where it's made to look and feel like a badly dubbed anime. So it's like really kind of silly voice acting, kind of like good art, but not like amazing. Like kind of just like good enough kind of art um, yep. and then the the actual gameplay is you're, you play as a 100 foot robot and you're playing okay. golf you're playing nice. golf against someone um, but it's really weird so you're not playing for par like you would in actual golf it's just first person to get the ball in the hole wins so it's more like a race but you're hitting a golf ball um, which means you like one of the main things in the game is you've got to balance hitting your ball towards the hole and stopping your opposing robot buddy from getting their ball to the hole by doing things like flying your giant mech in front of the ball as it's flying through the air and like headbutting it away into the water or 
firing missiles at a building so that you can knock it over and get in the way, that kind of stuff. It's really silly. Um, you end up just destroying cities just to play golf. Which, nice! Which I really like. It kind of reminds me almost of like the promise of what that one E3 trailer was for that... Uh... Oh, I forget, who did they put on it after Tiger Woods? Roy McElroy. Roy McElroy, like when they did uh, that, the, it was the year they did was it Battlefield 4? And the golf game was running on the Battlefield 4 engine for the first time. And so the trailer they showed at E3 had them like shooting golf balls off the side of a battleship and I was like, man, that seems fucking great. Uh, 100 Foot Robot Golf seems like it actually tries to match that. Like actually doing what that trailer kind of promised. Because I ended up just being some, some like kind of goofy courses there was no actual stuff to it this is no. very much just like i don't know if i could smash a building down and then hit a golf ball off it why not that'd be fun and it's fun okay okay that sounds pretty good yeah um the single player isn't amazing um the ai is not great to play against uh it feels very much like it's something that is designed for multiplayer um which i haven't had a chance to play yet but i'm going to i'm going to jump online and beat some people at robot golf could be the number one robot golfist karen you heard it here first karen quits for mlg robot golf <laughs> that's it uh you see me evo next year play robot golf <laughs> yep he's gonna be evo and he'll be uh he'll be the next insomnia and he'll be at every gaming event in the uk <laughs> as the number one european pro robot golfer that's it you heard it here first. Um, and is that is that everything you've been playing this week? I feel like there's a couple of other things. Um, I got a new phone, so I jumped into uh, Kingdom Hearts Unchained again. Which... Okay, did you did you were you able to transfer your save over? Or did you yes, have to start again? I had to, my save came over, which is great. That's good. Um, I just had to install the phone, and then it was just like, "Have you played it before?" I was like, um, "Yeah." hit the button it's like log in facebook i logged in facebook and it's like great here's your save and i was like that's that's awesome um so I got that really is back. cool uh comparatively i downloaded mobius final fantasy which is that kind of 3d final fantasy game that square enix also did which is yes. why it's really weird because again square enix for both of these uh saves did not carry over for that one um, Ah, okay kind of, kind of annoying but i didn't actually play much of that one anyway so i don't really care um but yeah i'm on for people don't know i switched from ios to android so I was kind of surprised when my Kingdom Hearts save carried over. Yeah, he did the he did the backward switch. Most people do it the other way. <laughs> well, yeah, but I needed the headphone port. Um, yeah, well, that's true. That's why I got an SE. I just uh, I, I tried the switch phone. back, tried the switch back to Android, and I just couldn't hack it. Oh, my new phone's so nice though. I got a Sony Xperia XZ, and it is quite like without a doubt the nicest phone I've ever used. Um. And as, as someone who fucking loves iPhones, like, I'm not going to try to sit here and pretend, oh, iPhone's terrible. It was literally just, I would have got an iPhone 7 this year if it had a headphone port. That's literally the only thing stopping me from getting it is I... So, it's, a, it's the only thing stopping a lot of people, but at the same time, they sold out of them, so it can't be that much of an issue. I know, part of that is because their their biggest competitor is selling phones that burst into flames right now. Um, yes! Although, actually, yeah, they should... just stopped... They, st- they completely stopped production of the Galaxy Note They stopped 7. production, they stopped selling them. Yeah. Because they, they did the the thing where it was like, oh, you can return them and we'll give you a new one with the improved battery on it and it won't explode. Yeah, and then the those started one... exploding. Yeah, I know. I've been I've been keeping up with it. It's so crazy. Um, but yeah. Ironically, my new phone came with a set of wireless headphones. So I don't need to use the headphone port. <laughs> but I can. That's the thing. It means I can use any of my other fucking four pairs of headphones that I have. I have too many headphones. Um Oh that's nothing. I've got you beat. Yeah, but you'd like do audio shit for a living. Or at least, you know, for uni. This is true. So you need all the headphones. I think that's how it works, right? You need at least a thousand headphones. Yeah, and I've got at least another like four or five pairs I want to buy in the next couple of months. So. <laughs> uh, I know the feeling. As someone who doesn't even like, I'm not like an audiophile or anything like that. I can't see just yet. I can't just see headphones. I'm like, 
Those look pretty. They're more expensive. They're probably better. I should probably get those. <laughs> pretty much. Um. Yeah. But I think that's me. Kind of Hearts and Chains still pretty good. Do we have any news? Um. There is some news. Not a whole lot. This is. Shall we go? On, shall we go on to news? Yeah. Let's move on to news. So first of all, uh, next week. Probably around the time this podcast goes up, actually. So, um, maybe a day or two afterwards. Um, World of Final Fantasy is getting a playable demo Ooh, for the PS4 yes. and Vita. Sign uh, me up. This is the better looking of the Final Fantasy games this year, I think. Fuck that Final Fantasy 15 bullshit. This is the... 15 looks so good. 15 does also look really good. But this one looks like a kind of old school... JRPG style turn based kind of I think it's actually uh, active time battle so like proper like fucking chrono trigger and Final Fantasy 6 style um, with kind of cutesy chibi characters and it's got the Kingdom Hearts kind of thing where actually all the characters kind of look Kingdom Hearts-ish when they're they switch between forms their chibi forms are just kind of adorable little chibi things and then the yeah. bigger forms kind of look like Kingdom Hearts characters which is really weird um but it does the kind of harsh thing where it's pulling in like a bunch of different Final Fantasy characters from different games, um, and it looks really fun. It looks great. I'm almost definitely going to buy this game. Um, but I'm looking I forward to the demo. It. I can see you buying it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely get an RJRPG, don't I? Oh yeah. Fuck, totally. knows there's not enough of those at the moment. They've definitely seen a bit of resurgence, haven't they? They have actually. Uh, let me fetch Paper Mario before I can justify buying another RPG. By like Persona 5 in February. I can't be in the middle of a JRPG by then. Yes, you can. Persona you just have to play two out. you just have to play two at one time. Persona 5 comes out Valentine's Day. I would be playing nothing else when Persona 5 comes out, let's admit that. Let's... Persona 5 will be your year next year. That'll be it. Like... <sighs> it's gonna be so good. Karen, many games did you play this year? Just Persona 5. Persona 5, that's it. Game of the Year discussions. What's your top 5? Uh, Persona. It's got 5 in it. Does that count? <laughs> um, Persona, uh, Persona 1, 2, 3. three. Four, 5. I've never actually played 1 and 2. I should probably do that. I've heard they're very different. Um, Other than that, da, 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 Turok 2 is getting a remake. Really? Yeah, Turok 2. I think they did one for Turok 1 already. Like a kind of HD up-res of it. Um, I don't have a lot of fond memories of Turok games. I remember them um, being okay shooters on the Nintendo 64. I think I have manufactured memories of them. I want to remember them as good games. Yeah, that's nostalgia for you. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's, I want to remember them as good games, but I don't think they were. I think it's one of those things where nostalgia tells you, man, Nintendo 64 was pretty good. There's a lot of good games on there that I really enjoyed. And then you look back at it and you remember, actually, Nintendo games on Nintendo 64 were really good. GoldenEye was... Even Nintendo had a part in GoldenEye. And then everything else was kind of shit. It, yeah. It wasn't actually a great console. <laughs> But no, at the time, was... you were like, oh man, got all these fucking games! Because you were a kid. I was the same. Yeah. Like, I had fucking right loads of Nintendo 64 games. I put so much time into fucking Clay Fighter 63 and a half, or 63 and third. That game is terrible, but I fucking loved it as a kid. Clay yeah. Man. Clay yeah. Fighter. Really, Kieran? I know. I could go, I could play some Clay Fighter just now. That game feel bad. Do you know what? I, I really had a, an inclination to play the other day there, and I, I went to go and try and find it online. It was MDK2. Um, I never played the MDK games. I loved them. They were great. I'm pretty sure you can get them on GOG. Uh, I shall have to look into that. Because um, our, our primary school had one PC per classroom, and the PC in the... Primary six and seven classroom had MDK two on it. 
and for a free time which you got on a Friday afternoon before you went home you could play MDK that's pretty cool and that was my that was my primary skill Friday every time like name straight on MDK come the Monday be as good as I could be because of it that's pretty awesome um yeah I didn't do that but that's cool yeah I never played this looks ter- way more terrible than it did in my memory. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way about um, Legacy of Kane Defiance. Like, I played that again recently because I fucking loved that game at the time. And then I picked it up on GOG and I was like, oh, this game's. This game's real ugly. This is a real PS2 looking game. I don't remember. I remember. You could see, like, all the. Uh, you could see, like, all the. the you know, all the you know wrinkles on Kane's face and stuff like that it's like I mean yeah you kind of can but oh man oh man oh man that looks bad oh such a good game though Glacier Kane Defiance holds up pretty well it's actually still a really fun kind of hack and slash I I will need to uh, I'm going to purchase MDK2 just for nostalgia reasons (laughs) actually that's that's a good that's that's where GOG makes most of their money is nostalgia reasons that's a good point if you could get a remaster of any game from your childhood, what would it be? Any game from my childhood. Any game. Remastered. Um, um, Steep Slope Sliders. Nice. It's nice. a snowboarding game for the Sega Saturn. It wasn't actually that good, but it was one of those games that I played a lot of. Um, that or... I don't know. I don't know. Pokemon Snap. It's my go-to for everything. Pokemon Snap is your go-to for everything. What about you? What you uh, okay. So this has kind of happened. game I played a heck of a lot when I first ever got my first PC was Kozak's 2. Mm. They, released, they released a new one of those this year. Yeah, they did. Uh, it's supposed to be very similar to Cossack 2 actually from what I understand. Exactly. Yeah, it's I... Cossack 3 but it's mm-hmm. apparently very very similar. So I technically already got my wish on that one. Yeah. Oh, and I've actually got it. I've got it. I've got it in my Steam library and I've yet to play it so I've also got Cossacks 1 and 2 because I bought a Cossacks pack that was on GOG a while back. <laughs> <laughs> I have... Cossacks is one of those weird things where think I played two because you told me to back when we first started hanging out in high school. Um, yeah, like that was the reason I played. That was the reason I played Halo. Fuck, I played Halo because you. Jesus Christ, Paul. Um, <laughs> I'm a good person. Yeah, I played Halo. Well, I guess that's not actually true. I played the PC version of Halo because of you. I played the Xbox version because of my cousin. Um, but I played it on PC because that was around the time that. We were in high school and everyone was illegally playing PC games. Um, I mean, legally buying PC games to play together. Yes. We were not yes. getting one ripped copy of Halo and passing it around this fucking classroom. <laughs> Things like that never oh, happen. Oh, that never happens. Uh, oh, okay, thing. so this has become the Nostalgia Trip podcast. I mean, whatever, there's like no other news. Rockstar's um, Red Dead Revolver is on the PlayStation Store. Yes, and I am going to purchase the hell out of it. I've never played Red Dead Revolver. I know Mike Red really Dead... liked it. You yeah, liked it as well. I borrowed his copy and kind of lost it. And when we eventually found <laughs> it, the, the disc it got lost without a case, so the disc was destroyed and we couldn't play it anymore. Hmm. Things like 12-year-old Paul did. 12-year-old Paul probably shouldn't have been playing Red Dead Revolver, but... Too fair, like, even past your your 12 year old self I remember when I, we were in high school and I would come over and play games and every time I tried to play one of your games there'd be a different game in the box and you had to go back like fucking four levels down of oh yeah well Paul was playing Halo ODST and then he thought he'd play you know fuck I can't think of any other games that came out that time the Gunstringer and <laughs> <laughs> You know, and you would go like three levels down of this disc was in this case, and then he took it out to play this other game, so he put this other disc in that case, and then they put this one in that case, and then you have to <laughs> fucking trace it all the way back to be like, I wanted to play Halo ODST. Where is Halo ODST? <laughs> uh, 
don't, don't, don't tell people my trade secrets. Yeah. Although actually, I found myself doing that recently with my Wii U games, and I was like, "What am I doing? What am I doing?" You're doing a poll. Doing a poll. Anyway, the other game that I would love to see remastered, and this is pure nostalgia trip, because I never played the full game. I only ever played it on a PS1 magazine, or PS1, not even PS1 magazine, PS1 demo disc, mm. and that is and that is Cooler World. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Cooler World. I want to roll about as a beach ball. I'm actually the exact same. I only ever played it on that fucking demo disc. Exactly. There was a bunch of games. Did, anyone, like did anyone ever buy that? Game? I never bought Medieval Someone the full game. Either. I never even bought uh, I, ever bought the full Medieval game. Yes, I, I bought it when I didn't it played until then. <laughs> yeah, I didn't play the full game until it came out on PSP, and then I played the full game. Yeah, I really like Medieval. Medieval was really good. But yeah, I was the same. I only played the demo because that was one yeah. of those weird demos that was timed. So I got really good at the level that was in it, and you could just get really like not really far because there was like cutscene stuff that you couldn't skip, and there was a certain there was a point you could get to before the demo cut out. But it was just a timed demo that must have had at least a handful of first few levels in it because you could get reasonably far. You and could, so, you could get reasonably far. Yeah, especially if you just played it over and over, got really good at that demo. Yeah, I remember the times when you couldn't afford any games ever, and you didn't have decent rental services, and so you were just like. I'll play this demo over and over. This ten minute, F, not even ten minute, like five minute demo of Panzer Dragoon. Oh man, I had a really good demo disc for the Sega Saturn. That this is gonna be a complete nostalgia podcast, but fuck it, we have nothing else to talk about for the rest of this podcast anyway. So let's go. With, um, let's do this. I had a Sega Saturn demo disc that came with the Sega Saturn. Um, I think it actually had a demo of Steep Slope Sliders. I think that's why I played it at all was me and my dad played that demo a bunch and my dad got really into it and then just like went out like he literally just like put the controller down and literally just walked out of the house drove away and came back with a copy of it i was like what the fuck um my dad doesn't <laughs> like games it was the weirdest thing um <laughs> he's just like yeah we're playing steep soul sliders now um and i played a lot of that game it was a really good snowboarding game um or well i say really good it, i don't remember it might just be nostalgia i need to I have a suspicion that Steep Soul Sliders is probably actually quite a bad game, but I remember really liking it. At the time, it was good. At the time, it was good. And that demo disc also had Panzer Dragoon Saga, I think was the Sega Saturn one, which got a very limited release because the Sega Saturn didn't really have many games um, and didn't have many people buying it. And so like that game is like super rare now and really hard to find. Yeah. Um, uh, and there was a bunch of other stuff like I played so much of that demo disc um, but yeah I don't know what a fun yeah. time I'm looking online Let's... to see if I can find this demo another disc. game that I would and I'm I'm going to voice this uh, I'm going to voice this for, uh, for Mike and also for myself Mike's not here is another game I would definitely want like remade, not maybe not so much remade, because we've got a lot of spiritual successors to it and a lot of stuff like that. Project Gotham Racing on the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I never played Project Gotham, but I was meant to. Actually, Gotham was. I think I played one of them. Okay. So we'll go into new releases. Yeah, let's let's go into new releases. Uh my page is taking really long to load. Why is it taking so long? The best internet. Even the, the best, best. even the best internet can't save you. Pretty much. Um, so we'll look at the games up till next Friday, which is the... The 20-something. 20-something. The, I don't know, maths. I don't have a calendar open. Either. Next Friday is the 21st. 21st. That's what I was looking for. So... Next week we have Eagle Flight for the Oculus Rift VR by Ubisoft on October 18th. Nice. So, actually, did we cover I, the 14th stuff last week? No, we didn't have podcast last oh, week. Oh, we didn't have podcast last so, week. Oh, because true. someone had a wedding. That's true. I forgot about that. I forgot about that <laughs> wedding. Um, yeah, so uh, then on the 14th we have Dragon Quest Builders. 
You are hype as hell about that game. I really like that demo. I also didn't realise it's coming out on Vita as well, so I might wait for the Vita version. Um, Alright, okay. that makes sense. Yeah, uh, now that's what I call Sing 2. Uh, okay. to the hit, now that's what I call Sing. That genuinely sounds like a title from uh, Game Dev Tycoon. It really does, doesn't it? Um, it does. Yeah, uh, Skylanders Imaginators, which also kind of sounds like a Game Dev Tycoon name. Um, the Eagle Flight game I mentioned is on October 18th. Batman Return to Arkham is out on October 21st. That's the uh, HD remakes of, or remasters of the first three, first two Batman games. I think Arkham Knight's in there as well. I'm not sure. Nice. Um, I'm not super interested in that one. It seems like it's not a good upgrade from the pre-release stuff. Um, Battlefield 1 for PC, PS4, Xbox One comes out October 21st. Yep, I really, I really like Battlefield games, but I, I I'm so hype about that. And there's news kicking around that the campaign in it is really good. Yeah, the single I, player. I like that. So, so that's I'm looking forward to the single player and also online. It's about say. time. Like Battlefield has been trying to do single player for a while, and I there was stuff I enjoyed about the Battlefield Three single player. Like I had a, a mission in Paris that I thought was really well done. But other than that, it was kind of bunk, and all the other ones have just been forgettable, if not bad. So it'll be interesting to see if they kind of nail it with this one. Um, Civilization Six is out October twenty first, so I will not be podcasting for the rest of the year. No, nope, um, that's true. You will not be. <laughs> we will not hear from Kieran for months on end. Don't worry, guys. I can't afford to buy Civilization Six. Otherwise, I would. Um, <laughs> Lego Harry Potter collection for PS four. October 21st. Um, Civilization 6 is only for PC, in case you couldn't guess. Um, and then Rhythm Paradise Mega Mix for the 3DS. Yes. Which yes. I, know, I know that we're all kind of into, because we all love our rhythm games here. Yeah, even though I'm absolutely terrible at them, and I do not yeah. have a single bit of rhythm in me. Yeah. Oh, speaking of rhythm games, actually, Thumper comes out uh, this week. Or she'll be out. It'll have been out for a few days by the time this podcast out. Um, but Thumper is uh, it's getting really amazing reviews right now, and it's uh, it's a rhythm game where you're like this big beetle thing flying down a road, and there's lights everywhere, and it's really trippy. And it you should look at it. It seems really cool. I will. I will look into it. Yeah, it's called Thumper. Um. And then the other big release on October 21st is Super Dimension Neptunia versus Sega Hard Girls. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sega no. Hard Girls. Yeah. There's never been a more pornographic sounding game that you've ever... This is what happens. He's sitting there rubbing his knees in his trench coat like a dirty old man. <laughs> oh, I should buy a trench coat. Um, yeah, that's all the releases we have up till October 21st. What you do with your money is completely up to you. But what please I do don't... with my money is pre-order expensive copies of Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, which comes out the following week, because I really want to play as the character Blank, who's an evil version of Goku. And you need to pre-order the expensive version for this. Uh, you, well, no, you just need pre-order. I pre-order. I don't know why I pre-order the expensive one. I have problems. Uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse Two comes out October twentieth. <laughs> and Kieran has real problems. I really like that first game. I look forward to the second one, but it's, if, yeah. if you're buying expensive collector's editions and not receiving anything for it <laughs> I just bought the version that came with the season pass I didn't buy the super expensive there was like a hundred plus pounds one that came with like a statue of Goku and I was like I don't have any space to put a fucking statue of Goku and Goku's like the one character that doesn't actually like I know he's the main character but he doesn't actually you know if they had like a statue of Tien then yeah I definitely would have done it but why would they make <laughs> a statue of Tien because no one likes Tien except me this is true. A statue of Piccolo. 
would have been pretty pickle. Good. If it was a statue of pickle, I would, I would actually. That would be pretty go fucking good, right? Pickle is awesome. Everyone loves pickle. Yeah, I'd probably buy it. Man, pickle is pretty good. But no, it's a statue of. Uh, it's a thirty-four centimeter Son Goku statue. Um, but I'm sure it's kind of cool. I don't hey, really Son, need more clay. Son Goku is pretty cool. Goku's cool, but he's not. He's no Piccolo. He's not even green. <laughs> not even green, and he doesn't have antennas. Exactly. Oh, this is just descending into chaos. He doesn't have a clothes beam. Did you know Piccolo has the ability to shoot clothes onto people? No, I didn't know this. No. See, he uses it twice in the anime. At least I'm, twice. I don't know, I'm not really that versed on Dragon Ball. I'm so. trying to process this new information here, like, what the hell? He shoots lasers at people and then they glow for a second and they have clothes. He'll never use it in Gohan. He dresses Gohan multiple times. That's that's fair enough, because Gohan, you know, could, he, he runs around as a giant monkey every now and again. Yeah, so. Piccolo is Burst. like his, his father figure, even though yeah, his Pic- actual father is in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Piccolo's uh, his father figure Dragon and Ball his Z's monkey. so good. And his monkey keeper. Dragon Ball Z is so good. I'm surprised we actually managed to get onto Dragon Ball Z here and we didn't even have Stu on the show. Yeah. Usually, usually yeah, Stu well, has to be on the show for us to diverge into Dragon Ball Z. Well, you um, talked about Xenoverse and that's your fault. It's because I've been looking forward to Xenoverse 2 and also I've been watching Dragon Ball Super where they are fighting Black just now and he is an evil Goku who's just called Black which is kind of not really a good name because it just means people are going around being like oh that black guy is really evil and it's like oh no you can't just say that come on Japan what the fuck <laughs> ladies and gentlemen Japan Japan um, yeah that's that's all the new releases <laughs> and with that I, I'm gonna say we uh, <laughs> we bring this to a close stop yeah did you Before think we descend games, on any more. Do you think of anything else you'd want remastered? <sighs> I thought of one. Pure. I Pure would actually be a really good one. Fuck Pure. Pure. Pure, because that was a fantastic ATV game. Yeah, there's never been another ATV game as good as Pure. It was no. just weirdly high budget. Made by fucking Disney of all fucking places. Exactly. Um, the Blackrock Studios? Yeah, they don't exist yep. anymore. They made Split Second nope. and then they were done. Because um, Disney got out of making games and then they got back into making games and they put all their money in Disney Infinity and then they were like, actually, you know what? Fuck games. And then they fired all Disney Infinity people as well. It is the Disney cycle where they're like, yeah, that- you know what? Games will make money. We'll grow- we've got these game studios. We're investing in games. And a couple of years later, they're like, games? <sighs> nah. Yeah, they'll be back in the games market, don't you worry. Yeah. Um, the thing I was thinking of was Theme Hospital. Ah, I could yeah, I could take a remake of Theme Hospital. Take Theme Hospital, build it in the the with the prison architect tools. Yeah. Um, yep. Be fucking great. Take That'd Theme be... Hospital and build it in the uh, the Unreal Engine. Oh my god, it's dark, gritty Theme Hospital. <laughs> I'd play that. I would. <laughs> I'd definitely play it. Either that or build it in the, the dice engine so it's got destructible. Oh my god, destructible hospitals. <laughs> so the guys who go around and if you don't like deflate their heads, their heads explode, it just takes out a wall while they're oh, at that'd it. That'd be really good. <laughs> that'd be really good. <laughs> so you literally have to tend to them really quickly or you start losing walls yeah. and there's repair costs. Um Oh, the one other one I thought of actually was also uh, there was a Discworld adventure game for the PC, and actually I played it on the Sega Saturn, which was a fucking weird place to play a fucking adventure game. It was point and click adventure game set in Discworld universe. We played as Rincewind the Wizard, and you went around talking to other characters from the books, and you know fighting dragons and stuff. And nice. It really kept the humor of the books really well, and I, I loved the books anyway. And you know they kept it. Um, Eric Idle from uh, Monty Python fame. Uh, voice the main character um, it was like really well made and now it's stuck in this weird limbo where I don't think it's got like I don't, the publisher that made it doesn't exist anymore but yep. the license for it is still kind of out there somewhere but it means it's not on GOG and it's not anywhere else 
So I want someone to pick up that license and remake that game because I would play it so much because it was so good. Um, yeah, Discworld. There was two of them actually. I never played the second one because, as it turns out, the Sega Saturn was a fucking terrible console, and the Sega Saturn version of Discworld was a really broken game. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Um, I will no. I'll I'll take Pure ATV. I'll take Cool World. Yeah. yeah. Pure was so good. Pure was good. Can we get a remake of Pure, please? Put that out there. Yeah. Anyone wants to anyone wants to remake Pure or a spiritual successor? Or verily yeah, spiritual successor would be good. I'd probably end up getting made by uh what do you call it, the guys that make the WRC games and the MotoGP games. Oh Ride Two came out this week. Oh, it did. And I've not played it yet. It's too expensive. Otherwise, I would get it. I mean, it's not too expensive. It is the right price for a game. It's too expensive for my bank account right now. I don't want to degrade it and be like, oh, it's not worth that much. It's probably worth the like it's, 35 quid they're asking for it. But It I, probably is because the first I, raid game was really good. Exactly. I just don't have 35 quid right now. Um, Yeah. That's fair enough. Uh, right, let's fling it out there to the listeners then. What games do you would you like to see for purely nostalgic reasons, whether it is now a good game or a terrible game, or whether it was terrible then, purely on nostalgia factor, would you like to see have a remake? Yeah. Let us and know. Getting, Where can they let us know? They can let us know on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash glitchfreegaming at Twitter, or on Twitter at glitchfreegame. And they can also email podcast at glitchfreegaming.com. Awesome. Um, I, I like how you it. and Mike always chuck that to me like I'm gonna slip up one week no it's more just that I don't remember ever um, even when you weren't on for like a year Mike did it every week because I fucking can't remember those oh okay no, I know I haven't been on for like a year maybe two years properly and I remember off the top of my head I really hope all the ones you said were wrong it'd be really funny I, ho- I, I hope so as well it'd be really so funny no it wouldn't yeah. and with that I'm gonna I'm going to say we say goodbye. Goodbye.